Welcome back to episode 5 of the Human Squad. This is the latest squad cast. Tonight we got a fully fledged dope episode for you, dropping mad logic on y'all ashes. This fucking song right here is giving me an out of out of body experience, man. Yeah. Let's let the guest that will be introduced tell us what this song is. Tell me what this song is. This is uh, Dan Beckman saying uh, or telling you what song this is. Night Call from Kavinsky from the Drive soundtrack. I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely from the Drive soundtrack. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, just for the official introduction, though, sorry. This is our first official guest on the Human Squad. Hello. That's Daniel Beckman. Our man, yes, Daniel yeah. Beckman. Not a backup, not the soccer player. About <laughs> so, 200, 200 so, pounds heavier. So what's it like? Yeah, no, um, and also, we got our friend Elena sitting in. I mean, Mexican. <laughs> he's gonna basically be the laugh track for the episode, right? That's what he's here for, laugh track. And to make sure our burritos are authentic. <laughs> Only, only the finest burritos for the human squad. <laughs> I want to get back to more about this song. Like, you put me on this shit. I was over at uh, Dan's house, and he tells me how he experienced this song for the first time. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sitting down, nerding out in front of my computer. I, ha- I actually have headphones on, and I'm uh, playing a. Uh, um, Star Wars, The Old Republic, Don't Judge Me. It's an MMO. <laughs> and I have two friends sitting on the couch uh, watching Drive. And I'm sitting there playing my game, and all of a sudden the tra- I just hear this this sound behind me, and I just start bobbing my head, you know? And I turn around, and I see my two loser friends kind of just like, you know, blank stares at the screen, and I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you, man? I feel like I'm cruising on like five, going like a hundred, bro, with just the lights flashing. This song just grabbed me, you know? And they just weren't feeling it. But you, oh, man. This guy literally, he told me, he pulled his headphones off and fucking, it was like, what the fuck's wrong with you people? Don't you hear what's fucking playing in your ears right now? And they're like, what? What is it? And Dan's like, oh, I can feel it in my motor. <laughs> oh, my God. And then he played it for me. And I was at his house and I was like, dude. This is our fucking song for the intro of this app. Dude, the bass line and the fucking Robotronics like voice in the, song in the background is sick. Too dude. sick. And that movie, Drive, is fucking sick. It's an RC film, but it's off the hook. Yeah, they're saying it's like a college film, but no, that shit, that shit's, it's gruesome. Yeah, definitely just uh, kind of, there's something about the song, bro, when you're watching it, you're cruising, you know, you're enjoying the movie, but the song is just like kind of like a, like a audio kind of like a traveling kind of map of this movie. You're just following it the whole time, you know? They did a great job with it. All right. I'm pretty sure I can safely say, I've got a boner. <laughs> the only weird thing about it is if you listen to the lyrics, you know, you have like this robotic kind of voice talking about how he's making a night call and explaining it to the chick. And she's responding, you know, kind of like, I love you. Kind of sounds like Darth Vader telling Padme why he joined the dark side, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I gave you this night call. (laughs) We're dropping mad logic tonight. (laughs) We we got some shit, Education. If this is your first time listening, I'm Serial. We got BT. BT. The Low Spark. Low Spark. And And special guests of the show. You can just call me Danny B. Danny B. Danny B. Danny B, aspiring 
Stand-up comedian? Yeah, yeah. Stand-up and... A journalist? You know, yeah, I do journalism and a little bit of, uh, um, you know, comedy uh, video. We do a little videography yeah. of a little uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, we, we mentioned it before. It was the... What was it? The... Cockblock Cock Squad. Cockblock Squad. Squad. You're not getting any nanny when I'm around. <laughs> no nana for you, my friend. <laughs> and maybe a cream pie in your face. I think the thing I love about you the most is that uh, you're also a fellow hardcore gamer. You're probably a better gamer than I'll ever be. I I, I love video games. You know, it's never about scores with me. It's just uh, a way for me to get the hell away from my girlfriend. <laughs> I love we tried it. we tried to kill you recently. I heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she did try to kill me. I tripped over her purse and threw up my back. <laughs> the problem was, is it was strategically put at the foot of my bed. So uh, I just have to, you know, I'm coming. I, I feel like she did it on purpose. It trying to lock me down. It sounds yeah. She tied it to your shoelaces. We were passed out on the couch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't want to marry me? Well, I'll cripple you. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> I hope she doesn't hear this because you will wake up tomorrow. <laughs> With a Try getting it up after that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so what's on the uh, what's on the agenda, gentlemen? What's on the docket for tonight? What's on the docket? Uh, definitely my outer body experience. Outer body experience. What? Yes. Wait, what? What are you talking about? When we were listening to that song, had an outer body experience. Oh, oh okay. I, I thought, felt like I the outside of my body right was just going nuts and tingly. I thought, I thought we were we were, we were gonna hear part two of Church of Cereal. Uh, the Church of Cereal was a one episode event. <laughs> I thought Lodespark put his hand under the table or something. It was like out of body experience. Was he tickling him, man? Are we going back to the whole sideways hand job thing? <laughs> About to tuck it in, dance backwards. And nobody got that. You, nobody got I had that? no idea what you meant by that, but last it was episode, hilarious. We outroed with, with Q Lazarus. Uh, the song is called Goodbye Horses, and uh, it plays in the soundtrack of Science of the Lambs. And uh, Buffalo Bill, the serial killer in that movie, he's literally dancing in front of the fucking mirror listening to this song and dancing, talking about, you want to fuck me. Would you fuck me? <laughs> I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me. I must say you're wrong. the lotion of the baskets. <laughs> a classic. A classic. I must classic. say you're wrong. I use it very often. <laughs> Would you stop sound dropping me? <laughs> I use that line when I date often. <laughs> Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me real hard. Or give me that lotion, bitch. <laughs> I like scented lotions, you know? Judge me if you want. <laughs> as long as you don't turn into a fucking a tranny, it's okay. Not that I have anything against trannies, but I don't want to see you as Your a boyfriend tranny. would be pissed. Hey, there's no judgments on the set of the no Human judgments. Squad. It's all positivity here. I mean, yeah. when, when Serial and uh, you know BT start bashing on certain things, I don't really hold it against them because they're close-minded. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Wait, bash what, on, what know, are they th- these things we're bashing on? You know, yeah, half human, half monkey trannies. hybrids. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, who's it here? Hey, <laughs> the low spark. Hey, <laughs> the low spark's my the low name. Spark. The low the spark. cat's out of the bag. The cat's out of the bag. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yes, not, it is. Who, who used to like cruise down Polk Street like with you back in the day? Come on, man. Oh, BT. Man. Yeah. Wait, with or without the pepper spray? <laughs> are we getting into that yet? I don't know, man. We're not getting into that. We used the infamous pepper spray story in the first episode. Uh, we're going to get into that, though, because BT over here, one night we were uh, in the mission. 
we just left. Uh, what did we just leave? We just left uh, the dark room. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. They were, they were playing Yellow Submarine. Was that? Was that what it was? No, no, no. It was the. Uh, it was the Beatles what's, movie. What's the other one? The, Sergeant Peppers. Yeah, Sergeant. Sergeant yeah, exactly. With the Bee Gees, and we were fucking drunk because you can drink in this theater. Yeah, we like, got like a six pack of Guinness. I think was it. What was that? Six pack of Guinness, I believe. And not just a Guinness, but we had also shots of fucking yeah. whiskey. Yeah. And we go out and we get in our car, and like stupid kids that we are, we're kind of driving a little buzzed. And then uh, I, I make the mistake of telling BT over here that I have pepper spray in my car. <laughs> so he's like, what the fuck? Pepper spray? Break that shit out. So I make the other mistake of handing it to him. You handed a drunk man. A full bottle of pepper spray? While driving, yes. <laughs> oh, All right, driving. Who was driving? I just want to just clarify. I was the only one drunk. Low Spark didn't drink as much because he knew who he was driving, and we would never drunk or drive. Like, drink or drive? Drink yeah, and drive. we don't do that. I want to make sure I have this we, all correct for the police report. We drunk our <laughs> podcast. So I was driving. Definitely. BT was in the passenger seat. I, like an idiot, passed on the pepper spray that I just purchased like earlier that week because he doesn't want to get raped. <laughs> he doesn't want to get raped. Well, no, it's, well, it's good to dude, keep dude, it. Dude, let me finish my story. Let's no, no, no. Just to jump in. Let, let's be real. You purchased the pepper spray for for a very specific reason, and it's something that happened like a couple weeks before. What happened? It's a whole other pepper spray story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, you're right. <laughs> We're not gonna get into that though. It's episode twelve. We're in the department store. Just to, so you know, okay. this, the, that pepper spray, pepper spray story is like ten times better than this one. Like straight up. Okay, right. two separate pepper spray. Sounds stories. like we're wasting our time. Then. We, we are. <laughs> okay, let me finish my story. So we're in the attic because the, the boxes is in the attic. It's like the small theater with comedians that over track over the fucking movie. We're drunk. We come out in the car, hand him the pepper spray. He remembers. It's this fucking douchebag bar. For local wannabe baristas. And BT already fucking hates these uncomfortable shoes. And he's drunk and he has pepper spray. He lowers his window and screams out. He screams something out. Hey! Hey, motherfuckers! And he commences to hug 20 people oh, all across the, the place. That's grossly irresponsible. <laughs> that is, he was drunk. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that never happened, like, at least not close to that. Well, if there's that many people, we just have to assume that there's a baby in a carriage somewhere that got <laughs> and, pepper sprayed. And I look at him and I'm like, I just want to put that out there. <laughs> I look at him and I'm like, we just fucking did that. We just fucking did that. <laughs> and, then, and then what happened after that? You guys got semis. We, we we went back around for... Yeah, no, there was a guy screaming, Oh, fuck, man, my eyes, man! <laughs> that, that, that was my much younger, oh, stupider man. days. Like, and I, he he pretty much paid me money. Tell me that was like 10 years ago, man. That was, it was like 15. No, like it was about four years, four years ago. He was going into 15. <laughs> so you did it, it just, when you were five. Okay, then. <laughs> You just got your PhD. You just uh, finished he, college. I'm gonna tell you right now. He woke up the next day, you know, and he realized what he did, and he's like, "Fuck, man, I'm an <laughs> asshole. I, I want to go back." He wanted to go back and apologize to everybody. I'm like, "Dude, you're still drunk. Go back to sleep." <laughs> <laughs> I want to go apologize and get stabbed. On- Ecstasy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but to be honest, I'm pretty sure half those dudes and girls deserved it. <laughs> I'm, 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 yeah. S- spreading disease. Based solely on where they were hanging out. I mean, oh, based yeah. solely. Yeah. I mean, who cares if they're a father with a family? You know. Wait, saying? how do we get to this? Scream in the face. I don't remember how we got here. <laughs> how did we ever get here? How did we all get here? <laughs> you were talking about your pepper what are we doing here? Pepper spray from, from humanity. <laughs> from humanity. 
Let, let's sidetrack to something else. What, what are we up to right now? What are we up to? Well, yeah. I'm looking at the, someone drinking Dos Equis. What kind of question is that? You, you were telling <laughs> <laughs> you, you were telling me that you wanted to talk about something specific today. Oh, no, nah, that wasn't me. I don't know. Well, oh, I, I don't know if we want to get into Typical that right BT. now. But, well, what is it? But no, no, I just I just watched a crazy kind of eye-opening like a uh, documentary. Well, what is it called? <laughs> Can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, well, a little bit. Well, it was it was a, it was about Columbine. It was, I think it's called the, the Columbine Cause. Check that out. I, I I found it on documentaryheaven.com. Great like free websites you can view. Them. So Columbine is like an old issue. Like so what happened? No, no, no. Like, so how is it I think this this came out in like 07 and there's a lot of like pretty much fucked up shit that they haven't really like reported. Like conspiracy theory? Because we are big into conspiracy theories here. Well, I don't, I don't want to say that we're big into com- conspiracy theories because I think the mass, you know, the general public will look at something as a conspiracy theory when it's actually just the truth. And yeah. I'm not saying all. That's what I'm saying. There are conspiracy theories and then there are some very legitimate claims by people who are willing to speak about, you know, topics that are really controversial. Totally put it into perspective. That's exactly the point I was trying to make. There's so many conspiracy theories out there. You just got to absorb them all. And then eventually they're all going to be filtered out as mostly true. I think at, at least some of them should are mostly true. Uh, I, there's the problem that everybody that believes in these theories or ideas that aren't, uh, you know, accepted by the mass public, they're all grouped into, you know, the nutcase bucket. You're a nutcase. You know, you're yeah. you're not patriotic. It's got you a know, stigma whether, attached to it. And it's got saying. a stigma attached to it, especially when it's something like... Uh, conspiracy theory-esque like whether or not 9-11 was true or okay that's a big topic but let's i want to get back to his movie that's so one what happened in this documentary so so basically the, i mean it's it's a boring as shit documentary it's like not i mean it's kind of like if you mix zeitgeist with which i don't know what well, the well, about. say like a straight computer programmer made zeitgeist about Columbine, like that is all it is is like newspaper clippings and and police reports, and he's just like narrating it. But there's some pretty crazy things, like that. The head FBI investigator was the father of um of a student that graduated the year before. Okay, that he for one of his school projects, he made a uh, a video that depicted the Trenchco Mafia perform like starting a. a you know, a, a massacre at the school that ended with it blowing up. This is this is the head FBI investigator. So, like, so, what am I getting? It's an inside fucking job. Well, well, I mean, I, I think it, it touches on that a little bit, but more it's just it's just exposing like really that there it wasn't just the two guys. There were a lot of them. There there were there were potentially four or five other guys that were that were a part of it. Shooters, other shooters, yeah, other shooters. What? So, and it goes over the the official police reports and and different uh like newspaper reports and and the various things. And it, like, there's there's a several there's several uh, uh witnesses that say the exact same thing, describe the exact same people that aren't one of these one of the the two guys two. that died, and, and they all went to school. So some of them didn't know him personally, but they could uh, identify him. Um, there were several people that said they heard someone say, call out the name Joe several times, you know, and it was Dylan, Dylan and Eric. Those were the names of the killers. Yeah. Those two sad kids. So pretty much like there, there's definitely a 
you know, they're not being complete, completely so straightforward. So my question is, now this, raises, this is probably the question everyone's going to be asking in their head right now when they listen to this. Why would they hide the fact that there was other shooters? What's the point of it? Um, well, I, I think part of it is potentially the, the, Soft the, the, blow the or FBI something. investigator. Like if, if his son was part of it, which there's, there's a lot. Protecting his own family. Yeah, so exactly. Saying, so what I'm hearing is they set it up so that it would happen. Yeah. Like there was people in the government saying, let's have this happen and we can change stuff because. Yeah, yeah. And well, I mean, whether whether or not they actually started it or how, how it ultimately ended, you know, there's really no way to know for sure without actual witnesses. But what they've done is potentially, I mean, and they don't really necessarily get into this because this is speculation at this point. But potentially everyone else that was involved, like they and because they 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 hadn't died at the end, the two that had died, um, obviously they they wouldn't be able to speak. So everyone else that was involved were were given immunity, and um, you know, like it's this is like bringing back old emotions. Yeah, dude. that shit was deep. What is the goal of it though? When when there's something like this and there's uncovered facts that people have. Well, there's well, facts that people to, have uncovered. To, to, to me, like, and, and this kind of goes for most uh, conspiracies. Like, I'm not a big believer in conspiracy theories. I, I kind of attribute it to just, like, people aren't as smart as they should be or as, as you would expect them to be. So so a lot of these conspiracies, maybe 9-11 isn't necessarily a fully inside job. They just, like, fucked up some, like, serious intelligence. Going first, going full circle, it's not just people aren't smart. It's just they're... They're not as informed as they yeah, should be. Yeah. And this all goes back to fucking exactly. SOPA, blocking of information that we all can get free. And yeah. it's like, it's, dude. It, it's beyond SOPA, right? It's, so far, it is just an act that they want to sign into yeah. law. But it's, point, right now, it's just a proposal. Yeah, it's an, whereas it, right now, actually what's happening is just the media is not showing you things that are going to make you panic. Exactly. Which is uh, something that's been going on since the beginning of time. I mean, all you really see out there is pop culture and what the press and what the government feels is uh, okay for you to see. I mean, censorship has been, it's, it's, a, it's a big subject now, but it's been around since the dawn of time. I mean, when a government does not want its people to see something that's negative, they just don't show it, you know? I mean, me being in journalism, I can tell you guys that sometimes things happen and you write it down and you send it to an editor who edits it and tells you whether or not to publish it. I mean, I myself have written stories about people in, uh, in the Congress and the Senate um, that come to visit in our local area here. I won't say names, but uh, I've written certain things that have happened at events that were the truth, but straight from my editor's mouth saying that won't be published. You know, it's just the way things are. Wow. <clears throat> Can you give us like a taste of what it entails? <laughs> just, uh, I mean, well, I can't go into specifics, but just let, let's just say that the what the the people perceive uh, how how like a dignitary or someone in the Senate or Congress how they are as a person is incredibly important to their campaign. So when they do certain things or go to certain events and act in a certain way that might be construed as negative. A lot of times you're, you as a journalist are kind of at this point where you write it, you submit it, and because that person doesn't want this kind of negative idea out there about them, it'll just get cut. 
and there's nothing you can do about it. And there's a lot of situations like that, you know, in our in our country that a lot of things that happen that will make the government look negative and they just cut it. And there's nothing you can do. But watching documentaries, going on the website and being informed, I think that is uh, the way to kind of get past that. You know, yeah. I don't think you know everything. Do research. And that's why they're trying to like regulate it up, like cut cut that whole aspect of the of the media out of it because they want to be able to control it like they have with the mainstream media. It's and they just can't the way the way it's set up now. The internet is is open and they have no control over it whatsoever. I'd say maybe less than a year ago, I was a person that if you would say anything about. Uh, the, the mass media is, you know, f- feeding you exactly what the government wants you to hear. I would just think you're crazy. I would lump you in that nutcase conspiracy theorist. But I've spent a lot of time just trying to educate myself, which is something that people should do so that you really know what's going on. Always. You know, and you're, uh, you know. That's, that's a scary thing is we're getting fed this slowly and it's looking attractive to us. Like, what, we, what, what do we all have at the table here? We all own phones, you know, media devices. Anything that comes through that, it's going to go through a filter. And that filter is called the governing body. It's fucking scary. And it's like, oh, they can tag me here and they know what I like. And it's like, oh, it's, it's cute and it's fun and it's interesting. But no, in the end, you're fucked. It's 1984. Yeah, people are feeding into Facebook. Like they're signing up to provide. They're opting in with, without having really needing to be know coerced into it they're just providing all their information whenever you post a, te- a you know post a new story or a whatever a, a time i don't know what the hell do you call it on facebook when you post something post status update a status wall, update wall you know i see where you are i see where your house is i know what you do for a living i can see everything that you've done it's, it's and you, you you know about this because you're a big tech guy it's mass surveillance man. yeah it's mass surveillance but your phone what the whole phone thing where your phone automatically just sends off all your information to yeah. this random storage facility well the first Anything time you, you start do, keystroke phone, recording everything it's, it's not random <laughs> it's not random at all i mean uh, if you commit a crime the truth sad truth is is if you do anything that the that the cia or the government didn't want you to do realistically and you have an iphone uh, for example, uh, they can get you immediately. It's not going nowhere. It's going everywhere, actually. Anywhere that processes data or gathers information is getting that information. And they call them like storage yeah. farms. Yeah. Is that yeah, what they well, call them? And this, is, this has come up before, but, um, I mean, you opt into that kind of stuff. As soon as you sign up for your, you know, your, your Apple account, it says that this phone is going to track your location. Are you okay with that? You can click no, but then it's you, know, still you, gonna can't, do it. you can't move on to the next step. And it may not do it, but you'll have apps apps that do it. Uh, the cell towers that you're near will track your location no matter what you want. Um, yeah, actually, this is a good time to be talking about this because right now CES is going down in Las Vegas. CES is CES is the Consumer Electronics Show. It's like super crazy, usually awesome. Uh, all all the consumer electronics, cutting edge, bleeding edge stuff that's coming out right now. Okay. I'm doing a bad job of explaining. Basically, all year, while goofy shit is coming out and we're getting our phones or even our, our top-notch phones, um, you know, our iPhone 4Ss or Nexus S, Galaxy Ss or S2s, uh, you know, these companies are building new things for us six months from now. Basically, new items are coming out every two or three months, and CES is where they show where the technology is headed. It's in Las Vegas, so it's a huge party all the time. All the heavy hitters are out there, you know, Sony, uh, 
Asus. I don't even know if Apple does anything out there because they have. No, I don't you know, think they do. They don't have to, but uh, you know, Google prepared some stuff for four Apple products. Um, yeah, I'm just doing a horrible job explaining. It's just like the most awesome okay. kick-ass electronics you can get at. It's an electronic showcase in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, okay. I actually got, I actually I got invited this year uh, as a member of the press. I couldn't make it, but I went last year, and it's awesome. It's You see everything. I mean, uh, yeah. uh, the operating systems, what they're going to do with the operating systems, uh, you know, the whole kind of streaming technology thing that we're just kind of scratching the surface on in America that, you know, uh, Asia and, uh, and, you know, Korea more specifically has had for a while. You know, it's really cool to see how instant everything is getting. And that's where Big Brother steps in and say, <laughs> guess what, buddy? I own you. <laughs> and speaking of like, uh, you know, streaming in, in, uh, in Asian countries, they have huge pipes over there, man. They have all like pipes? basically, te- pi- they have huge interweb pipes, man. They have our high-speed internet over here is some dial-up mode shit to them. It's, it's a, a joke. joke. Yeah. It's, a joke. it's silly to them, like, what what they have everybody has either fiber going to their block oh, or their yeah. house um they're getting you know fiber optics yeah I fiber think optic. uh, six band six six band or some it's, it's, it's like twice t1 as fast. at your house yeah. like a t1 line at your twice house. as fast as us at least i mean obama's really one of the first presidents to even touch on the whole technology thing and and bring us up to quad band and hopefully beyond there is no quad band there is way past uh, quad band here in this country. No, no, they're developing quad band here, but in the Asian countries, they're way past that. They've been. I don't. I don't know if you guys remember the movie Tokyo Drift, but a lot of the American of the American audience saw these guys streaming a race on their phone, and they're like, "Yeah, right, that can't happen." It's pretty highbrow. I don't know if our audience knows highbrow things like <laughs> Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift is highbrow. <laughs> a little tongue in cheek. Yeah, you have to be high and hanging out with your bro to watch it. Hi, bro. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they they were streaming a race on the phone, and people are like, "That you know that can't happen." The the sad thing is, is it can't happen here, but it can happen over there. What's the name of that law where every four months uh, technology multiplies by a certain percentage? What's the name of that law? Uh, I don't know the law, but Moore's the theory law. Moore's, Moore's, law. Moore's law. Yeah, the thing it is, doubles. compared to places like Korea, the U.S. Months. is in the Stone Age. We're supposed to be a superpower, Big Brother. Wait, yeah. I mean, slow feed, bro. Yeah, I mean it depends. It, it, it's well, the, the innovation government. comes from here, and you'd know more about it if BT would speak into the mic. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just made him pout. <laughs> I mean, we don't hurry up and catch up. You know, Korea's going to send the Borg over here to assimilate us. You know, <laughs> the Borg. <laughs> we are one. <laughs> Anyways, and oh, we were uh, speaking about tech and like uh, fucking uh, humanity and evolution and stuff like that. We were just watching together Blade Runner. We were watching that uh, a couple days ago. Was that yesterday or the day before? Uh, yeah, a couple of days. It's two ago. days ago. I mean, th- this is going to be like a, a recurring, hopefully, like segment. hopefully every, just about every episode, like every other episode, maybe, but recurring segment. What's it called? Our uh, life in sci-fi. Our life in sci-fi. That's the name of this segment. Yeah, it's so, not really an official yeah. segment yet, but we'll talk about it. <laughs> well, well, basically, the idea is hopefully, and have, have we thought of one? For, for next week no. but hopefully the idea is we'll, we'll space balls we'll tell you guys to watch a particular movie we'll watch it we'll, most likely we probably have seen it but we'll watch it again to be have it fresh in our minds and we're going to try to relate 
like today, like modern times, what's happening now to that particular sci-fi movie. Or it, maybe even we might, we might hit books or something like that. And we it. chose a very difficult one, Blade Runner. And they yeah. want to make sure you're very informed when you attend Comic-Con this year. Mm, and hopefully, by one. the information you get in this show, you can pick up a date with a sci-fi chick. Let us talk about why Blade Runner is relevant in our lives. Yes. We sat down and watched it. Me and BT were familiar with the movie. Serial had never seen it before. Yeah, the, look on his, time. the look on his face when he saw the technology behind the film in the 80s, it was like, how the... F-? Straight... Straight quote, how the fuck have I never heard about this movie before? <laughs> how have I never yeah. seen this? That was instantly my reaction. I don't know. I'm probably the only one that has not seen that movie. Yeah. Short, not seen that movie. Well, based I mean, on a short story by uh, Philip K. Dick, yeah. uh, directed yeah, by was. Ridley Scott. Um, the short story was called Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Yeah. That was exactly. okay. Anyways, it's a story about a guy named Decker, and uh, he's a bounty hunter pretty much, he's like a, a tracker. And what he does is he kills what they call in the future replicants, which are cyborgs, people that we've created from our own uh, genome. We've uh, we've pretty much like turned them into like fully, you know, matured adults when they come out of the incubator or whatever. And it's Decker's job. He's a Blade Runner, which is he hunts down, and they're called replicants. He hunts down replicants to um, to keep them in line because some of them go insane because they have a uh, an expiration on their life it's like what's somewhere between six and eight years i think it's four years is it four years it's four years yeah um you know and a lot of the a lot of the replicants are coming back to earth you know at that to try to extend their, extend their life they're basically. trying to figure out why they're dying and they start to get smart to the things like we're being used and uh, well, pretty much we make these guys to do our dirty work they're soldiers they're uh love like uh, sex slaves they're fucking uh, people that do the shit jobs that nobody else wants to do and they start rebelling and they come to earth and Rudger Hauer plays the really smart one he, and um, like he's probably the most advanced one yeah. and the whole story to me the way it relates back to us in our life is that replicants represent what we do to sub what we consider third world countries or like subcultures um like, uh, like, for instance, in Iraq, like we go in and we create these soldiers and armies and we train them and we show them how to live a diplomatic life with capitalism and all that shit. And then they start becoming self-aware. They come out of that, what we consider to be Stone Age and inferior to us. And then they start rebelling against us. And what do we do? We try to silence them. We, you know, you know war on them. We bomb them. We fucking steal their 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 all their what's the word we're looking I'm looking for the things that they have their uh, wealth their, their, not just their wealth their but freedom or everything not freedom I guess their human or their android rights yeah it's like you know we want their poppy fields in Afghanistan and we want their oil from their pipelines I think, I think even more to their resources more, more broadly I think you could say that the the androids or the the replicants. Or the rep- replicants would be just the general population the ones that are being exploited by by the elite or the governments or the rich people whatever you want to what label you want to give to them and they're the ones that are exploiting us and just now we're really starting to to open our eyes and and to get informed through the internet through through the various different forms of uh, alternate media 
what I th- what I think uh, ultimately the movie kind of represents is the idea of uh, one group creating a so-called utopia and uh, everyone living in this utopia, but in reality, it's a you know dinopia where it's kind of like more negative than positive, and we're living in this so-called utopia, existing the way they want us to exist, and slowly and slowly, the common man. Uh, starts to become aware of what exactly this upper class or government or you know wh- whatever you want to call it is is doing to us and ultimately tries to rebel. I mean it's it's so, the history of every society it's, in it's the about, world. It's about the struggle so, to keep your humanity and morality with evolution. It's so it's hard to do. Really, really, you, you can, failed. You can, you can very easily like correlate it to to America as being. As being 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 the ones, it's supposed to be the the free world, the you know, the land of the free, liberty for all, justice for all, and and it's really been distorted to to the point of 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 being the opposite of that. Absolutely, it's the same as Rome and Constance Noble. It's, it's there you been, go. It's been repeated throughout history, uh, yeah. <laughs> over it's, and it's over a, again. It's a perpetual thing. Like every 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 aspect of of people's regular lives is just is a never-ending cycle like people don't learn from the past mistakes and it's it's one of the hardest things to accept realizing that you're feeding into it by being a consumer and a part of this governing body and it's time to fucking change that shit it's like we've lost our morality we've lost our way and pretty soon we're gonna lose our lives well unfortunately we're gonna kill ourselves it comes down to us being human And, and here's the big question uh, that comes up throughout history. It's okay. Is do we? What's the definition of good ethics? What's the definition of morality? And do you accept what the status quo is, or do you try to change it? And are you changing just for the sake of progress, or are you changing to make the the world a better place? Yeah. You know, and I think that. Everyone uh, has a different definition for what's ethical. Everyone has a different a definition of what is the proper way or what's morality. And, um, you know, unfortunately, uh, humans are just built in this very kind of selfish way in where no matter what we come up to as the status quo or what we think is, okay, this is what we want to do. As we progress, we naturally take from other cultures, take from people do not follow what we have now, you know, come to understand is how we want to live our life, you know? And then we ultimately implode on ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) What we called ourselves last time from that fucking movie. It's like, eventually we're going to become so bloated that we're going to pop. And then it's going to start all all over again. It's a bubble, man. It's a fucking bubble. It's a perpetual blowing of bubbles by by the powers that be. Why do you Uh, think we've had uh, the recipe for concrete in two separate ages in human history why do you think we've had the capability of, of smelting metals and combining minerals and a thousand and in thousands of year gaps in time it's because every single time we find progress technology and just greed and selfishness consumes us takes us over we destroy ourselves and then we rebuild have you been talking to graham hancock lately dude (laughs) (laughs) i mean i i I just had a thought this this is probably the first and it's probably crazy i'm a little drunk a little high but um 
But, Did someone give him pepper spray? <laughs> Take that away from him real quick. <laughs> he's, he's, no, but, uh, but, he but, considers but, pixie sticks getting him high every once in a while. He's on a sugar high. <laughs> what, what, what if there's been like some form of like uh, of intelligent life like since the beginning, really? Like what if di- dinosaurs were, were fucking geniuses? They just they had no reason to extend beyond just thinking about awesome things. Like I just pictured a Tyrannosaurus Rex wearing spectacles and a powdered wig. <laughs> Is that awkward? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Did you just describe Velociraptor? Velociraptor. You know, talking about ancient, uh, intelligent, you know, beings or, or races, uh, all I know is that I'm doing everything I possibly can before winter solstice of 2012. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm on the bank wagon, dude. You're, you're laughing at that. Do you, do you buy into that at all, though? You know, here's the thing. You know, I consider myself, um, a, you know, a, a realist. Um, I, I definitely subscribe to history. I'm a history major, actually. Um, so for me, I can't discredit math. I can't discredit uh, a civilization that was so advanced that uh, – they, to the day, and I don't know if you guys know this, but during winter solstice of 2012, the courtyard of the mine, the main mine uh, village where they had the, the, the sun god or what, their, their deity, on that day, there is a courtyard that was built that where the, uh, the leader was going to sit on the sunset and it is going to be directly in front of the sun up the, the pathway shining on whoever at that time they thought were, was going to be leading their people. So for me, it's not so much that, oh, my God, it's the end of the world, but it's more so what were they trying to say? What uh, does the ending of that calendar mean? You know, what does it represent? Um, and it's just something that uh, I, I'm interested in, not so much as, oh, my God, I think, it's, you know, it's kind of a joke. I don't think the world's going to end or anything. But I think it's very interesting that that culture picked that day, that time to uh, kind of end their calendar and start anew. And I don't know what that is. You know, a lot of scientists have their own beliefs on the, uh, you know, we have a, we have a radioactive storm in our sun and winter solstice of 2012, the earth is going to be the closest planet to the sun without any planets in between. And so there's a theory that, okay, it's going to change our polarity. It's going to cause a lot of other things, but and I just like to be informed, you know, and to make sure that I pay attention to everything that's out there, the media, the science. And, and you know, like I said, I don't think the world's going to end. I just like to, you know, kind of uh, understand what might happen. You know, I don't think the minds are saying goodbye, everyone, winter solstice 2012. <laughs> I know exactly what's going to happen in the winter solstice 2012. Uh, I'm going to announce it now because it's official on that day. The world's not going to end. <laughs> this is let, let, sh- Wait, wait, wait. Please, I'm preaching. I'm preaching. Tell us, brother. iPhone 5 is getting announced. There it is. Shh. That's, 12, what, 13, that's baby. what it the is. The Mayans dude. predicted. That's what it is. <laughs> iPhone I, 5. I, iOS 7. And then, uh, I know you're going to hate this cereal, but Facebook is going to have uh, my billion dollar idea. The billion dollar <laughs> idea. Billion dollar idea. That's million dollar idea. <laughs> what it is, should I lay down on you now? Yeah, let, let's see. Let's it, hear it. Sure. Let, is it better? Lay, than down, last lay week? it down thick. Th- this this is gonna fucking curl your nose hair. Curl your nose hairs back more than your yuck mouth. Right, go ahead. One phrase. <laughs> <laughs> One phrase. Professional photo bombers. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, no. Can, can, Someone's can you, excited. Can you, I think I know what you're talking about. Me, media market heads are gonna say, "Let's hire these fucking guys." 
They're going to carry our product around in their backpacks and they're going to go to clubs, events, birthdays, weddings. Doesn't matter what the fuck it is. AKA Red Bull. Yeah, anything. Drivers. Yeah. And they're going to photobomb with the product in their hand every fucking photo that's being taken by tourists, families, doesn't matter. And people are going to be like, what the fuck were you doing with my photo? He's like, oh, here, try this product. And they're like, oh, shit, that shit's good. <laughs> There's got to be something about them that people want to throw them up on YouTube. Yeah. No, 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 no. There's got to well, be like. People, this is free marketing because people are going to be like, oh, let's put that photo up on a Facebook. And everyone's like, what the fuck's that in the background? That dude photobombing. What is he holding? Professional photobombers. He's got to be like the, the Chinese dude in The Hangover. <laughs> yeah, it's guerrilla marketing. Next thing for the the big thing next year, it's gonna happen. You call it guerrilla marketing. I call it the next step in dirt merchant team. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna lose. We're gonna lose the duffel bags full of paintball games, and we're gonna go right into right into Jose's idea. The I next step the for bag. the dirt the merchant, the, the low bag. spark. You're giving him hope for low spark. My name is the low spark. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Who's that Mexican fellow? <laughs> Arriba, Dos Equis. I think it's a great idea. Don't you think it's? Difficult goldsies. Difficult. I'm having an outer body experience. Brought to you by Wevo Hair. That sounds like a high tech company, Wevo Hair. For the next age in technology, Wevo Hair. Dangling above your face for your convenience. <laughs> Are we recording? So, yeah, I do. And sounds while, like it tickles. While we're recording, I want to, I want to say uh, a thank you to Danny B for jumping on the squad cast today. Oh, thanks for uh, inviting me, man. It's I already did that off the air, but I definitely want to do it and definitely interrupt you as many times as possible. Thank you. I interrupted you as well. <laughs> Webo hair. <laughs> I was trying to drop my new company called Webo hair. You know what I'm saying? Keep it fresh. Keep it shiny. Keep that Webo hair dangling. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna Are you gonna premiere it next year at CES? Is that what you're gonna do? High tech webo hair? Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> right. We're hint- we're hinting into our tech topic time. That's what I think we're hinting. <laughs> tech topic time. Tech topic with Hell three yeah. Indian guys. Hello. <laughs> we're gonna call it Serials Cyber Surge. Make it tingle. <laughs> Cyber Surge. Uh, no, uh, about CES. Yeah, I just I don't know. We're, we're on that shit. We're talking about the up-and-coming new technologies out there. What's, what's the awesome piece of technology that we're, we're going to be blown away of? Uh, I don't know. Maybe they're working on that television 3D-ness. That looks pretty sweet. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm waiting for is the uh, the hollow room for obvious reasons. The, ho- the hollow the room. Hollow That's room. a Sony thing. I'm yeah, what? Yeah, what's that? I definitely, I definitely want something. Uh, let's talk about that. What Some is Sony that? engineers put together a room that it's that's a projector wallpaper basically so is and, it uh, like the hollow deck it's exactly like a hollow deck yeah except I'm sold how much yeah. does it cost except uh, unfortunately it doesn't come with your own personal jizz sweeper my friend it's pretty wait, nice what? The video of that shit. what's wait, the wait. point of making this technology if you can't have your own personal jizz sweeper <laughs> inspired by star trek is that what this thing is yeah absolutely everybody's yeah, absolutely. been dreaming of the holodeck since they were kids man yeah. Holodeck, replicators, tricorders. So, so there's okay, actually this a, is actually uh, happening. Is so do you know about the X the um the X Prize? No. No. It's basically a contest put together by a bunch of 
I don't know, maybe the scientific community or universities. And they just to clarify that the X Prize is actually multiple prizes, right? Like no, the X Prize is a prize for um, creating. Fuck, I can't remember right now. No, no. <laughs> My understanding is the X Prize is there's multiple different X Prizes based on certain like like criteria. What's in well, I, th- I think I think the original one is is to to build like a spacecraft. That was actually uh, put together by the owner of Virgin. No, 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 no. That's some separate. That's that's, uh, that's, that's no separate. The it's similar. It's similar. But Virgin the X Prize was the first, like, like, you know, like common man, like spacecraft that can go into the like outer atmosphere. Or the so they're paying someone. It's like the first person to do it gets paid. Yeah, I think it's a million dollars or something. It's like, like a that. prize. It's know. like a scientific competition. Yeah, a, a cyber tech. Something. So I, th- I think it's I think it's That's been like brought in is, into yeah. like different like topics or so different then, areas. It's like what they do for people to write books. It's like if you write a book, we'll we'll be like your patron of the arts. It will well, fund you to write better books or shit like that. I mean, sort of, but 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 it's more like I don't know, maybe like the Nobel Prize, but not even not even that. It's just it's just it's 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 a competition. People can submit. It's like you know the DARPA competition, competition where they send a, uh, an unmanned, n- a driverless car basically across some desert terrain, maybe 500 miles, and whoever gets to the end point wins. It's like one of those things. It's like okay. Okay. Right. And so, so they're doing this with the. They're holding deck? a contest. Contest. That's what I'm talking about. And I have no idea what the fuck. I do not remember what the fuck it was the contest <laughs> for. <laughs> Who can make the most people jizz in a hollow deck? <laughs> Let's go back to that. The hollow room? That's fucking crazy. Yeah, so so explain it. Is it like from, Princess from Leia, point of view, R2-D2 it, kind of thing? Yeah. Uh, from, I don't know about their point of view. I have no idea. But, no, I mean, um, from what what they've actually like presented. Well, they just showed a room where every every wall is, uh, is what a projector projects onto, and they have, from a certain perspective, it doesn't work if you're walking around the room, but from a certain perspective, it looks like... You are sitting inside of like a space shuttle, or you know, it, it, I think it explodes, and uh, you know, you're flying out in space as a person. But it's a dude sitting on a couch in the middle of a plain white room, like in those PlayStation commercials, and they they project his environment around him. Basically, that's so, all that's all there is to so, it. So, so really, what they need to do is like like get in cahoots with Microsoft with the Connect te- technology, so you can actually walk around and interact with it. It'll change with. Uh, with, with your movements. There's actually companies out there that are a lot more developed than Microsoft when it comes to the Connect technology. Last year I went to GDC, uh, the Game Developers Conference, and there's a few different companies that had amazingly, uh, uh, I would say, you know, just a, a little bit more complete when it comes to that technology, uh, whereas Microsoft would have X amount of sensors and X amount of points on the body that it records there's a lot of these other developers that have like 10 hundred times that. Yeah. And it's just a more complete version of that technology. And also in Japan last year at kind of like Japan CES, uh, they have a, a consumer electronics show in Japan every year. And uh, they had a gentleman interacting with three dimensional um, images. And so uh, the way that they did the show was this guy came up to the projector. It projected four balls and he had these hands and he's like, moving the balls around in a circle and he's actually interacting with a three-dimensional object that's just projected there um now you need an there's you know an apparatus that you need in order to do that 
um, which would mean that, you know, for us to have a really cool interactive projecting room, we'd have to have some kind of suit or some kind of glove or something that would allow us to interact with the environment around us. But it actually shows this guy throwing a ball, another guy catching it, throwing it back to him, which I thought was really cool looking, man. And it was totally like I was just thinking like Star Trek when I saw that. Straight, you know? That's more like straight out of Lawnmower, man. I, th- I think the one the one question is at least that I would have is what, what where's the feedback? Is there like an actual tactile feedback? Like you you can throw the ball and you can interact with the ball, but are you feeling anything on your end? No. Um, so this isn't. So what you mean is do, yeah yeah. Do you feel any kind of sensation when the object hits you? No. Um, they were focusing more on the technology of interacting with these images. I mean, because telepresence and three-dimensional rooms or rooms that project three-dimensional images have been there for a while. I mean, Cisco's had over, I think, 250,000 recorded telepresence meetings uh, where they uh, project themselves to India, to China. And actually, some of the upper uh, upper division, upper head guys in Cisco have telepresence rooms inside of their houses that project images and also project their image to another place. The whole interacting with those image, the whole interacting with the image thing is really new. And Japan kind of just blew everyone's mind for the last couple of years, showing how they now have this technology where you can mess around with these objects. You know, not necessarily feel them, but you can uh, you can manipulate them. This is going to be really big for the porn industry. <laughs> I think that's where it's all headed, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean the, I mean, as a human race, I believe that's the final goal. Exactly. Hasn't history shown that, that like porn dictates technology at least yes. to an extent? I mean, there's an old the old saying, you know, why do men build bridges? <laughs> you know, to tap that ass. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> I think every creative thought a man has ever come up with is due to wanting to feel a woman's breasts. I think. I think my I personal think my personal opinion. Yeah. I don't. I don't think there's any science out That's there that the can truth. refute that at all. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. Oh. <laughs> Once we can tap that digital ass, we'll be happy. What is it for anything else? Really? What if they just throw us into the matrix, and then in our minds we're just like making love to some beautiful woman all the time? I will. I will die in the matrix. <laughs> Morpheus will come up to me. He goes, "What pill do you want?" I say, "Get the hell out of here!" I order three hookers. I want the blue one. Here. <laughs> I don't want any of your pills. Send Trinity in here. Get the fuck out. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Dude. And I'll eat steak and go, ignorance is bliss. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. <laughs> uh, I love well, being ignorant. <laughs> ignorance is uh, it's a, it's a, it is a blissful thing. <laughs> oh, man, this steak is delicious. I don't care if it was fed antibiotics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, man. Or, yeah. Where are we at now? Speaking about antibiotics and food, Peru has banned antibiotics, not antibiotics, but uh, genetically modified, uh, you know, vegetables and stuff. Oh, wow. Man, really? So they're going to stay short Fuck forever. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be crazy. Well, yeah. my question is, how is that going to affect their export-import business? Well, I mean, <laughs> or, or, or more importantly, does that mean we're going to, like, attack them and bomb them because they're not <laughs> submitting to the, the mass... The, was it the, what will it mean for the cocaine? The GMO. Because, <laughs> you know, God knows I like my cocaine modified. It's going to be you know subpar cocaine. You're going to have to get it from Colombia. <laughs> well, can they do that, though? Like Not just that, but the U.S. has just done the exact opposite 
and uh, made it more difficult for countries who don't create genetically modified crops. Yeah, to it's 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 a, it's a new thing in, in to export, like right? really really worldwide. It's it's this company, huge company. Like they they actually just bought Blackwater. The you know the, oh yeah yeah like the, so like they're they're really a, like one of the elite, and they've created the genetic GMOs, genetically modified organisms. Yeah, I don't know crops, GMC. I don't know whatever it is. is but, it but the seeds, the, the seeds. Yeah. they yeah. I heard that uh, the thing is we created this really cheap way of producing uh, seeds and stuff for third world countries to have crops growing. That's, that's the thing. The thing is, uh, we sell it to them at a really cheap price so they can get their agriculture thing flowing. But the problem is it doesn't germinate like for the next season, so nope. they have to keep buying it from us because it's genetically altered. That, that that's not even it. It does. It germinates fine. The thing is, part of the thing is to to get these seeds at the at the low rate, they have to sign on for the next year. Yeah, because so, the, the seeds so, don't re- reproduce more. No, seeds no, no, no. It, 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 re- it reproduces the seeds fine. That's not the issue. But they're not allowed to use those seeds. They have to actually buy new seeds the next year. Normally, you 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 plant some crops, and um, you you save the seeds from from last year's and pr- plant them the next year. Now you're actually they're actually contractually obligated. To, to actually buy new seeds each oh, and I, every year. I thought year. it was at a genetic level where they're... No, no, no. That's At least sure? that's my understanding. I mean, like, I, I've, I've done a little, like, research into this, and that's my understanding. That's that's not really the issue. It's just that under contractual obligation, that's that's part of the way they, they get them and get them into this whole system. So Peru is just not playing a part of this. Yeah. Why? Why is that? Why is Peru? Well, because there's there's a lot of question about what what implications this could have long term. We don't know what's going to happen. Like you're actually changing the molecular level of the of the crops, making it. I mean, the the whole point of it is to make it easier to grow under certain drought conditions. I think. Uh, well, how so, is this going to affect their export but, but, import? But apparently, it only works under like twenty percent of the the drought conditions out there. Will will actually be helped by the, by these uh, genetically modified uh, crops. Well, the whole reason that we're probably sending it out there and making them buy it every year is that we're using them as test subjects. Uh, <laughs> Why we don't know. use them here? Is we don't yeah, use it here. Who knows? You know, we send it over there. No, and no, they, no. We, we grow them and grow them. And no, every every it. everything. All all the major supermarkets use these the Monsanto seeds. That's what they're called. The company's called and, Monsanto. And I, th- I think I think yeah, Monsanto. Like look it up, Google it. You'll you'll find plenty. But but like I th- uh, Whole Foods was one of the last uh, supermarkets in the in the U.S. to really hold out, and they were, they refused because they're all about like health food. You know, organic foods and stuff like that, and uh, they they held out for as long as they could, but they just they would not be able to stay afloat if they if they didn't sign on for these Monsanto super cheap. And the company Monsanto bought Blackwater Corporation. Yeah, so people can get as freaked out as I am right now. Why don't you explain what Blackwater is? Well, Blackwater is is essentially. Our military presence on on a uh, on foreign a, soil. Well, on a privately, on a private, on a private level. 
You know, so it's like the mercenaries, hired yeah, mercenaries. Yeah, exactly. It's they are hired mercenaries to to go in and act as as U.S. soldiers to to maintain the security. So I mean, that's that's really why would why would Monsanto buy Blackwater? Well, because <laughs> it's they, so they can guard their too, own crops. They're too, you want to explain what Blackwater is. Yeah. Yes, that's what we were just they're talking mercenaries. about. Mercenaries. Yeah, they're they're essentially mercenaries. They're, Private mercenary they're, they're, well, they, they were the, they were big in the. In the news because they were they were committing all these atrocities, rape, raping and and like just killing without without thought, like a lot of uh, innocent Iraqi from our civilians, country, but not not yeah. listening to our but governing mo- body. Mo- mostly with with these with these uh, Blackwater and uh, they've gone through a, a couple of different names since then because they've they've been a big name in the news for for infamous and they change their name to smart water <laughs> i don't know if you guys do that don't, don't but think. very high in electrolytes back yeah. by 50 cent yeah <laughs> what i want to know is full uh, circle full circle what i want to know is why th- that company's name is monsanto because so it's <laughs> yeah. some south american like like you know player Hi, I'm monsanto <laughs> My seeds, <laughs> they're the best. <laughs> it sounds like a, a creepy I just imagine like the head of Monsanto, this dude with like a ponytail and a gold medallion, <laughs> resting on a hairy chest, you know, and he's just at the top of this building. <laughs> seeds, seeds. <laughs> it sounds like he, he's pushing a hand cream. Always remember the hand cream. <laughs> he's related to Dosaki's guy. This is my seeds. Take my seeds. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man! So the Blackwater mercenaries, you know, I thought it was just dirty water when you guys were talking about that. I was like, and they bought Blackwater. I'm like, okay, well, maybe you should clean it up. You know? <laughs> maybe they're gonna try to feed all the yeah. all the fucking dehydrated like African kids. Well, I thought you when you guys were talking about seeds and Blackwater, I thought it was just like this whole thing about using dirty water for these Monsanto seeds because <laughs> Monsanto wants to use the dirtiest water possible. <laughs> I want dirty water. <laughs> that's it dirty water for my seeds <laughs> that way they have to buy new seeds every year <laughs> give me another gold medallion <laughs> I, I wonder how Whole Foods held out so long you know it's, 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 you know, it's the hipsters they keep it afloat <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't think anyone working there doesn't own a, a all white single gear bike <laughs> And live in San Francisco. Pretty sure Trader Joe's folded first. Sure, we'll buy your fucking seeds. <laughs> we'll buy your fucking dirty agriculture. Yeah, they have yet to get there though. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, here's the whole thing. What's what is organic anyway? I mean, don't we own? It's yeah. Does it, it's, doesn't it's, the it's, US it's own the term organic? Yeah, you could. You, yeah, the government owns the term organic, and yeah, all you have to do is be forty percent organic, so that they can label it organic. It's actually true. Yeah, you actually have to be stamped organic. Yeah, it takes like it's a three-year process to get there. I know that. Yep, much. and you just gotta pay for it. And be only forty percent organic. I mean, yeah. we're paying we're paying our farmers in IOUs. <laughs> we, want them, <laughs> we want them to. Uh, we want them to. You know, hey guys, can you up to standards? You know, we, we your allowance is thirty dollars a week. And all your crops aren't organic. You know, speed it up. You know, <laughs> you have these impover- impoverished farmers like begging the country, please just buy my food. <laughs> Monsanto's at the top making all the money. <laughs> Get those farmers off of my front yard. <laughs> Their dirt stinks. That's crazy. Like, Boy, if, if, 
if, if, if, if they're working hard enough, just send Blackwater on them. Like, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, they bought Blackwater because they're going to have their troops or their mercenaries guarding the fields and being like, you better fucking buy that shit next year. Yeah, there, there's going to be all these all these farmers realizing, like, I got these perfectly good seeds that I just, like, harvested from this last crop. Why am I going to pay them whatever amount of dollars? Yeah. I can just plant these in the ground. And then you have, you know, then you have Tony Soprano and Paulie coming up to their door. You know, um, <laughs> you know, by these seeds, uh, something might happen, you know? <laughs> there might be an accident. So uh, let's just, uh, let's buy the seeds. I don't want Tony to get upset, you know? <laughs> Tony Soprano. Is this Aqua Negro? <laughs> there might be an accident. Yeah. How the fuck did we get to this part of the conversation? I'm lost. That's how the human squad does it. The human squad. Squad. <laughs> the human squad. <laughs> the human squad. Oh, man. Dude, you're a funny guy. Where, where can we hear more of you? Where can we come check you out? Uh, well, you know, I perform um, intermittently in, in the Bay Area, Rooster Teeth Feathers sometimes, uh, sometimes at the Brainwash. Um, but uh, I got a little group, um, and hopefully, you know, we can get the group on with you guys too. Uh, consists of me, uh, my boy Mace, and uh, my other boy, Captain Cockblock, and we're on YouTube on the Cockblock Squad. If you look it up, we got a couple videos up. Hopefully, it'll make you laugh. You know, but uh, more than anything, yeah, yeah. Ch- check it out. I've, I've checked out pretty. I'm pretty sure all of them. They're they're hilarious, especially if you're gamers or more specifically <laughs> Minecraft. Minecrafters. Yeah, our, but, our first couple videos definitely have to do with Minecraft. You know, it's just a huge, huge, huge game right now, and uh, a huge presence really in pop culture. I mean. So when when Skrillex busts out with uh, Minecraft in the back of his backdrop of his concert, you know it's getting pretty big. You know, but, he did. Uh, yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. yeah, it's a cool place to get some acknowledgement too. Yeah, it's, it's it's pretty crazy how big it's getting. So we thought, hey, you know, we play the game. Let's make some people laugh with it. You know, <laughs> and let's make sure our friends don't have sex. Yeah. <laughs> if the cockblock squads at your house, you're not going to get laid. That's like the arch enemy of the wingman. <laughs> yeah, I saw that video. I felt really bad for that guy. He's like, fuck, man. Fuck. It's not cool for the girl, man. <laughs> uh, Mexican Rob. Yeah, that was funny. Hey, hey, so, so most importantly, like, you got a, you got a show lined up? You're going to... Um, well, gonna I, have, I have a... I have, um, there's a couple open mics that... You know, I, I do it as much as I can. Right now I'm in school and, uh, and working, so... I, I don't do as much during the school semester, but actually during the summer I do a lot of shows. Hopefully this summer uh, I'm going down to L.A. and I'm going to be doing shows between here, uh, the Bay Area and L.A. a lot more often. And that would you'd probably see me, you know, at any one of the local uh, Bay Area uh, comedy clubs. But I'll definitely give updates. You notice yeah. the difference between the comedy here and in L.A. Absolutely, you know, the crowd uh, is different. The crowds are different. The comedy is different. You know. For me, comedy is organic, you know. For me, it's like whatever pops out of my mind, you know, whatever kind of twisted, weird perspective I have, I, I try to share it with the the people of the world. And if they find it funny, they find it funny, you know. Uh, you know, there's a lot of other comedians, though, that just sit there and write and write and write. And, you know, when they find something that makes people laugh, they just use it. So it, it's totally different. I would say San Francisco is kind of like, more organic with, with with its comedy and i would say as you go further south you know it gets a little bit more tailored 
uh, and and specific to their area, you know. Well, well, it's Hollywood. I mean, that's the yeah. launching point. So yeah. a lot of a lot of people go out there with the whole expectations of actually making it big. Yeah, well, you know, Ellen DeGeneres got it. Was uh, you know one of her first accreditations is from San Francisco International Comedy Festival. Uh, Robin Williams, um, you know, even Steve Martin came here and used to do magic comedy shows after Janis Joplin concerts. Really? So, yeah. So, wow. you know, you, you have a lot of people that use the Bay Area as a launching point. You know, it's, it's underrated. Um, but we have a big comedy scene here. We have a lot of comedians. We have a lot of uh, people trying to make you laugh. Um, and it, it's definitely has always been a player in the, the, the whole comedy scene, you know. Um, I would argue that it's, it's just as important as New York, you know. Let, let me ask you this. Like, I, I know we kind of talked about it before, like in the, the pre-podcast little chatter. And um, who are your biggest influences? Uh, my biggest biggest influences, they would be, uh, you know, Rodney Dangerfield, uh, one, of the, one of my biggest. You know, the guy not only was a huge contributor to just comedy in general, but he launched the careers of so many comedians, uh, you know, Sam Kinison, Jerry Seinfeld, um, you know, a lot of the people that you see now uh, were at one point on his old HBO special in the 80s. You know, the guy was hilarious. He used to have the whole, uh, you know, the whole one-liners. You know, you would hear something like, um, my wife ate toast. It had bones in it. You know? <laughs> my wife told me to take out the garbage. I said, you cooked it. <laughs> you had all these one-liners that were just so funny, you know. Uh, Steve Martin is also a really big uh, influence. Uh, here's a guy that started working at Disneyland in a magic shop and learned kind of how to make people laugh at the same time entertaining them with magic, came to the city, San Francisco, and uh, would perform in front of, you know, a crowd of seven or eight, you know, uh, after uh, he worked at, the, at this comedy club or this music kind of club. Uh, where the like Janis Joplin, other people uh, would perform, and he would basically be entertaining the janitors and the sweep up crew <laughs> at the end of the night, you know. <laughs> and we all know where his story led off, you know. And uh, of course, you know Paul Mooney, um, you know Eddie Murphy. You do a really good John Candy impersonation. <laughs> John Candy was yeah. John Candy was. You awesome. ever see the John Candy dance? Uh, <laughs> we doing that later. <laughs> Yeah, John Candy was definitely a funny guy. Chevy uh, Chase. Where do, where do you want to go with your comedy? You know, uh, I've always had it, you know, it's weird. With me, it's always been just making people laugh is uh, something I've always enjoyed. So whatever comes from it, comes from it. I don't care if I'm, you know, 40 or 50 years old, you know, doing uh, comedy clubs and, and here and there and making people laugh. All that matters to me is people enjoy themselves when they go up there, you know. So I've never really had kind of an agenda with it. It's always kind of just been organic. Luckily for me, uh, it's it's kind of like, you know, it's the thing I love to do. And it's if I ever work with it and it becomes like my career, that's awesome. If not, you know, it's not going to stop me from doing it kind of thing, you know. That's pure, man. That keeps it pure. Yeah, okay. it's awesome is you can always jump in with it. I know you, like you say, you don't have an agenda with it. You can just jump, jump in and... Um, always like participate in that open mic type stuff oh yeah oh yeah you know i've been fortunate enough to have my own showcases um even at you know i've only been doing it for about three years but i've had two showcases uh where you know my name was there and i was doing the show and, and they're going to see me so i've actually been been very lucky when it comes to comedy 
Um, you know, my fans get me, and uh, I think the people in the Bay Area get me just because, like I said, all I, all I talk about is life, you know, through my jacked up, crazy, fat, half-breed, you know, perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking half-breed. Yeah. Half-squirrel, half-hawk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, yeah. So, you know, they, they, they think it's funny. That's all I care about, you know, you know? And if you're in the audience and they make fun of you and you don't like it, fuck you. <laughs> Oops. Can, can you heckle right back, Adam? Oh like, yeah, I love I love hecklers. So you know, <laughs> if I'm up there, please heckle. You'll extend my show by ten minutes, and you'll lose all respect for yourself. <laughs> it's so funny when uh, you introduce somebody that's never met Dan before. You bring him over to his house or something, and then Dan just commences to tear away at them, <laughs> and they're sitting there like, "Why is he picking on me?" <laughs> You came with too much self-esteem, didn't you? <laughs> came on too strong. <laughs> no, I think my whole group of friends, you know, uh, present company included, it's just a group of people that are real and that just uh, accept life for what it is and enjoy living it, you know? You either have people like that or you have people that are uptight. So, you know, I kind of associate myself with people that like to have fun, and that's what it's about. Yeah. You know, that's what comedy is about. It's about making people laugh and having a good time. Yep. <laughs> that's what it's about Dick. comedy something we need more of on this show <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I seriously need some Xanax I get so stressed out sometimes and depressed like why are we talking about this shit again you know me it's like anytime I'm sad all I think about is you know Wevo hair or maybe maybe a little kid drinking a fountain and a bird shitting on its face you know God's way of making us laugh you know what I'm saying <laughs> His own special little comedy show that he that he sets up for us every day. <laughs> I think the today's sponsor is uh, Web O'Hare. Web O'Hare. Web O'Hare. Keep it clean. Keep it curly. Web O'Hare. <laughs> I think you should end every every show with that. Web O'Hare. <laughs> just walk away. Just walk uh, away. It's already taken. That's the production company name right there. <laughs> Human Squad. Yeah. Brought to you by Web O'Hare. Boom. Ouch. Web O'Hare. Web O'Hare. Don't oh, pluck me. Busy, yes. <laughs> Brought to you by Don't Pluck Me. <laughs> I'm your last Web O'Hare. Don't pluck me. <laughs> I would suck going bald on your balls. You know? I mean, or would it? Or would it? You get that optical inch. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. The optical inch. Isn't that kind of the opposite on your balls? Do you want want more hair to, to make your balls look bigger? I don't know, man. I, this I guy's sporting a 70s afro. Pro large ball or pro small ball? You know, it's kind of. I just didn't want to receive any hairline on my ball sack. You know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah, you got, you got a point. That'd be weird if they, they start getting like deformed because the hair only grows like on half your balls. What are we talking about right now? happy you don't have the widow's peak. Yeah. <laughs> my balls are vampire. <laughs> yeah, that would suck. Yeah. A, a widow peak the, ball sack. The, the Eddie Munster. Like. <laughs> they already look like old men's elbows. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Or it looks like the like a like a guy's forehead clinching, you know, in, in deep thought. Oh, yeah. The brains of the operation. <laughs> how does how does a funny ass dude like you keep a fucking relationship, dude? That's what I wanted to know. Oh man, you know, it's full of uh jokes and He's... humor, laughing and my girlfriend trying to murder me by leaving her purse in the middle of the carpet. 
you know, uh, uh, recently I actually fell down and, and uh, hurt my back. And, uh, you know, at first I thought it was, it was an accident. But on my way down, I remember looking up and my girlfriend was pretending she was asleep, man. She had this little smirk on her face, you know, when I hit the ground. I'm like, what the hell, you know? So I started thinking about it, you know, and we've been talking about maybe taking the next step in our relationship. And I was like, you know, what better way for her to secure that than crippling me? You know, <laughs> she's like my diabolical plan is work. <laughs> You're not going anywhere, amigo. Yeah, and I'm assuming she said amigo because I'm half Latino. It's kind of racist. You know? <laughs> you know, I mean, he, she makes me, uh, you know, a hamburger and fries, and I think just try to be nice. She put some beans on it. You know, I'm like, you don't have to do that just because I'm Latino. <laughs> you have to put beans on everything. You know, I just want to catch up on my fries, and she put paste picante salsa there. You know. <laughs> I find it very offensive. <laughs> but for all you guys out there that don't want to take the next step, you know, just be be weary. You know, just, you know, make sure you're checking your P's and Q's. Your girlfriend might trip you and cripple you and trap you at that house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is a true story. Yeah, it is true, actually. <laughs> this is a true story. A true story. From from Dan's imagination. <laughs> this guy's walking around with a, a house replica a uh, carbon fiber flame cane. Yes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes. that was that's, that looked like some pretty uh, I got a sweet carbon you had over there. Yeah, you know, it, I'm, 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 I would say uh, I'm a heavy set man, and um, I needed some kind of reinforced power to keep me up. You know, <laughs> I don't want to put a you know I don't want a wooden cane sitting there bending every time I take a step. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you don't get that. You don't get as many phone numbers at the clubs. That's some custom shit you got there. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I saw, you know, Dr. House on his television show with a carbon fiber fiber flame cane. And I said, you know what? That will get me, that will get me the respect I deserve while, my, while I'm crippled. It's, it's pretty badass, man. Like, I definitely saw you take command of the room when you walked in with that. <laughs> get me a couple of drinks on Castro, too. <laughs> Flames, huh? <laughs> well, Yes. Can you give me a drink, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I think that's something guys don't exploit enough, you know? Girls go out on the weekend and they get dressed, dolled up, and go to the club and, you know, get free drinks, free dinner just by flirting with the guys, you know? I think us guys need to take a step, you know, take a step forward and go down to Castro or some gay bar, you know, dolled up with our uh, brand new tight Levi jeans, Low Spark. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something that, that showcases those, our package Those sexy grays <laughs> What he's alluding to is There was a big sale at the Levi store And I went to uh, the one in Castro Because I figured the guy behind the counter Would give me an honest opinion About what I look like in my new pants And he's like Honey, you lose five pounds And you own those pants <laughs> And I was like, thank you I'm going to buy those Plus seventeen ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> five pounds and give me a credit card <laughs> so if you want to get an honest opinion about what you look like if you're a male go to a guy that's gay and he'll tell you what, what you need to do no if Jose wants a drink he just goes to the transfer and drops his left leg a little bit lower than his right that's the low Show- spark low spark showing, <laughs> showcasing his buttocks and his package to all the men out there. <laughs> Transfer. <laughs> That's an old school drop. That's an old school oh, drop. Man. Uh, we need an inside uh, joke that, drop. 
the trans. <laughs> yeah, the transfer is this bar over on uh, Church and Market. Yeah, that was like the place where just it's like for it's a it's what I call the omnisexual bar. Oh yes, you go there if you're straight, gay, fucking transgender, it doesn't matter. But no one yeah. judges. No, no one, judges. one judges. And the funny thing is, it's called the transfer because it's like. It's a segue point for so many beauty places. So you get like the scraggliest people coming in there. Oh, man, we were there one night. I don't know if uh, you remember this, but we were there one night, and um, I, I, you know, I, I'm, it's it's hot. It's it's the music's just going off. Everyone's having a great time inside of the bar and in, in the club. And I get a little too hot, and I walk outside. You know, and I see this homeless lady out there. You know, and she she looks thirsty, and so you know, I felt bad. So I go inside and I buy her a bottle of water. You know. And uh, I walk outside, and I said, you know, here you go, miss. And she said, thank you, you know. And this other bum walks up, and he goes, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> I remember this. I remember this. And, he, and, he, and she's, like, she's like, get the hell out of here, Mitch. She's like, fuck you and your bottle of water. And he walks away. <laughs> so apparently, you know, me buying that water kind of disrupted the flow of the bum community in that area, you know. <laughs> I think uh, I might have crashed the markets, the socioeconomics that were involved in that area. I tipped the scales by adding a bottle of water to it. <laughs> the natural flow of things. You work for Blackwater, don't you? <laughs> oh, man, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> it was Dude, hilarious. We've been through some shit. Oh, yeah. Some shit. That's some yeah. funny stories. I'm sure you're going to be on the show uh, more often talking about what we've done, where we've been, and... Uh, who we've met. And where we're going to go with those new gray sexy jeans. Breaking news, guys. This just in. Smoking marijuana once a week or a bit more apparently doesn't harm lungs. Oh, what? Whoa. Wait, what? I didn't hear this. Oh, yeah. Straight from Reddit. You heard it here first. <laughs> Smoking marijuana once a week or more does not harm the lungs. Really? Scientists have just discovered this. Wait, what do you mean, O'More? They just discovered it over a 20 year so, study. So, O'More could potentially mean like non stop. Daily. <laughs> daily use. Perhaps during podcasts. Yes. Perhaps at the late night hours once a week. Right, let, me, let me pass it over here. Let me see. Let <laughs> me see over here. We got Smokey, Toki, and Dot. You, uh, right, hey, let's, let's, hey, let's test this uh, theory here. with because uh, I, I usually I usually don't smoke. So. I gotta say my lungs feel better than they did just a few seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That oh great. <laughs> oh. oh my god, that was priceless. My lungs are like wee. <laughs> <laughs> The scientists and minds agree. <laughs> oh man, I was like one of those, you know, one of those like hitsy at eighteen years old. <laughs> I shared yeah. with everyone in the room. <laughs> oh man, that's fucking hilarious. You like that? That's the state of the art, hi-fi, high fidelity. News break. News break. That's, that's nice. Like Our that. sound drops are priceless. priceless. Oh, <laughs> well, now that you guys are all toked up and ready to go. Wait, wait, what? what? What's this? <laughs> huh? Huh? <laughs> I, I lost track of what's going on right now. You lost track. Uh, I mean, is it, 
I see is a lot of red eyes looking like at you. Is, is the pizza here yet? Oh, yeah, we ordered food. That's going to be awesome, man. We ordered food. Pepperoni pizza, wings. Hey, Sonny, where you at? I can tell you one thing right now. I've been My, my heart's been broken by women. My heart has never been broken by a pizza. No, it's the, of, it's the mender of souls. It's the mender of souls. Especially Sunny, located in Pacifica. Oh, that's Ooh. the shit. Yeah, Sunny's. Mm. New York, dude. Oh, man, pizza. I, love, I love that pizza. Good. Those wings don't hurt either. Oh, yeah. extra hot. <laughs> it's Tuesday night. We're missing out on a Hooters All You Can Eat. It's the shit. The shit. Yeah. And it's not just because of the boobs. You know, let's be honest. The wings more than the boobs. I could fall in love with a Hooters girl. The, could the you? wings is why we go. The boobs are like... Yeah, yeah. Icing on top of the those cakes. And by cakes, I mean booty. Cakes. <laughs> I think I'm falling in love right now with those wings. I'm falling in love with this, this music in the background. It sounds like a, a nice journey. Like we're walking through a meadow. You can get addicted to a certain kind of sadness. Ding, ding, ding. Where's the, where's the, where's the triangle? Who is this, Jose? This is a Gautier. Mmm, Gautier. Sounds like very rich French perfume. <laughs> is that somebody I used to know? What? what? Yeah, that's the name of the track. Oh. Somebody I used to know. Have you guys uh, seen the video for this track? Yeah, I'm, I'm watching it right now. Actually, I can watch it from this side. It's kind of it's like a naked guy. You know, it's it's just like two hipsters to be in an argument and still creating art while they're doing it. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like love. You know, it's it, like they couldn't just argue. They're hipsters. They had to paint a painting while they're arguing. It, it kind of reminds me of a gay version of my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> so what it does it? The curly hair. <laughs> I don't know, just the striking lyrics. Just just looks like him, I don't know. <laughs> so uh, Gautier, somebody we should look more up about. Yes. That band is uh actually it's not a band, it's a guy. What what is the chick coming? Right coming in right about here. Oh. Good call. <clears throat> I just wanna Is she hot? She uh, is fucking hot. She's, she's young, young too. Yeah. Twenty-one. She takes paint very well. Her name's skin. Karimba. Mm, like I like green. Fish. Don't be all about it. Nice soft voice. She seems pissed. Some, some old school like police or something. It's, 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 so, it's so indie and raw. It's, it's official. The most sparks fall in love. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was a big argument about these abstract pigments but not these bodies. <laughs> and it got really in between them, you know? So now it's like somebody needs to know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know any hipsters? Peace out, humans. 
Peace out. Thanks for having me. Later. Live long and prosper. Stupid. <laughs>